Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, Saint Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken word, and other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. Quietly, and we will control all that you see and hear. People are becoming mass-produced program numbered. Television is a massive, massive, mass hypnotist to the global mind. And what happens is it is implanting a belief in reality by the minute And then, once we take on that belief, implanted, when information enters the eyes, we edit it on the basis of that belief. And so, um, what the global population is um, subjecting, uh, or is subjected to, suffering from, is actually, literally, mass hypnosis. And when people, when we talk about people who kind of start to see things and see the manipulation they couldn't see before, what do we say about them? What do they say about themselves? They say, I woke up. That is the greatest hypnotist on the planet and that's the basis of why it was created. And when you, uh, when you start to research the uh, subliminals and advertising on television, um, what staggers you is not you know, what they do and what's there. It's a scale. It's like our consciousness is being hit by an explosion of the scale. Because you see, this is a very interesting point. Experiments have shown that um, about one and a half seconds before um, the conscious mind decides to take action, move its arms or whatever, speak, one and a half seconds before it consciously decides to do that, the electrical signals have begun in the brain to do it. Um, for me, the conscious level is the experiencer and observer of reality, but the subconscious is the creator of it, the generator of it, and this is why the Illuminati want the subconscious mind through subliminals. What does subliminal mean? It means below threshold. It's below the threshold the conscious mind picks up, but the, the subconscious mind picks everything up like a sponge, and therefore they are planting these thoughts into the subconscious, which then filter down into the conscious, Then we think we're having our own thoughts, when actually they're in, planted thoughts done at a subliminal level. That is the greatest hypnotist on the planet, and that's the basis of why it was created. Take back your children. Turn off the TV. I have told you how I feel and what I believe. Even though I say true Christianity is not religious, let me take a moment to paint you a couple of pictures. Hoping my words pierce you like acupuncture. You say that you are a free soul, but let's examine what makes up your life structure. Whatever is at the center, whatever you think about 24-7, is your God, whether or not you believe in heaven. Whatever you take instructions from, whether weak or strong, is your Bible. Now let me give you an example. 
which I believe brings more than ample proof that several stuck in religious ways where the old are still in youth. The way you can recite your favorite rapper's lyrics all the way from the first verse to the last one, including all the hooks, is the same way many religious people can recite the words of the religious books. The same way people follow the instructions of fashion magazines is the same way many religious people follow the rules given to them by the Supreme Being. You might think that I'm just giving you beans, but let me tell you one thing. Your God is whatever you live for, so I think you should be careful. So before you claim again to not be religious, just look at your life and you'll notice something suspicious. Sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. People are becoming mass-produced program numbered. Television is a massive, massive, mass hypnotist to the global mind. And what happens is it is implanting a belief in reality by the minute. And then once we take on that belief implanted, when information enters the eyes, we edit it on the basis of that belief. And so um, what the global population is um, subjecting uh, or is subjected to, suffering from, is actually literally mass hypnosis. And when people, when we talk about people who kind of start to see things and see the manipulation they couldn't see before, what do we say about them? What do they say about themselves? They say, I woke up. That is the greatest hypnotist on the planet and that's the basis of why it was created. And when you, uh, when you start to research the uh, subliminals and advertising on television, um, what staggers you is not you know, what they do and what's there, but the scale. It's like a, our consciousness is being hit by an explosion of the scale. Because you see, this is a very interesting point. Experiments have shown that um, about one and a half seconds before um, the conscious mind decides to take action, move its arms or whatever, and speak, one and a half seconds before it consciously decides to do that, the electrical signals have begun in the brain to do it. Um, for me, the conscious level is the experiencer and observer of reality, but the subconscious is the creator of it generator of it and this is why the Illuminati want the subconscious mind through subliminals. What does subliminal mean? It means below threshold. It's below the threshold the conscious mind picks up but the, the subconscious mind picks everything up like a sponge and therefore they are planting these thoughts into the subconscious which then filter down into the conscious and we think we're having our own thoughts when actually they're implanted thoughts done at a subliminal level. That is the greatest hypnotist on the planet and that's the basis of why it was created take back your children turn off the tv from frontier woods in old kentucky's wild the lincoln family blessed with the abraham child destined to lead a great nation in strife lincoln would serve a distinguished political life an adept axeman and woodsman of fame, a postmaster, barrister, and surveyor of claim, a circuit court lawyer through Illinois State, a statesman with extraordinary powers of debate. Southern traditions both old and vile, no freedom for a black slave child, monocles and shackles of humankind, to Lincoln were instruments of cruel minds. Slavery's sin had sullied a nation, an abomination to Lincoln, 
not of God's creation. For Lincoln, no nation could stand divided. Men who foster slavery must always be chided. A Republican candidate without Southern support, an articulate statesman with great powers to court. He raced against Douglas, a Democrat of great skill. Lincoln became president, a testament to iron will. A man of the people so greatly admired, a top hat and beard, a soul so on fire. Deep piercing eyes that see into men's hearts, a burning desire that a nation not live apart. Confederate secession greeted the new president. Without their slavery, the South would not remain resident. At Fort Sumter, a cruel civil war would begin. A great trial for Lincoln, for his union must win. A northern army from Washington marched south, but battle with Confederates left great doubt. At Manassas Town, the rebels would win, the first skirmish of many that would kill many kin. Shiloh and Gettysburg, to name but a few, the blood of their brothers were no longer new. Families torn asunder by hatred and war, soldiers laid siege to settle old scores. Lee, Jackson, and Ulysses S. Grant, generals who led a nation's bloody war chant. In an Appomattox courthouse, a surrender was reached. A nation reunited, a great wrong had been breached. For Lincoln, the president, his nation was saved, his quest for man's freedom that he rightly so craved. At Gettysburg, he proclaimed that all men are the same. His inspirational words earned him a great name. A conspiracy of heart from men of ill will, a decision that a president must soon be killed. An actor of fame with a pistol concealed arrives at a playhouse to seal a damned deal. A shadowy figure took form in the dark, in old Ford Seether, the president his mark. While Lincoln and family watched a new Washington play, John Wilkes Booth made an unholy foray. Lincoln assassinated by a single gunshot, a victim of madness and sinister plot, and Illinois' tomb marks his last resting place. A nation remembers a man of presidential grace. A bold trial lawyer of great esteem, a visionary president with a unifying dream that all men are equal in the sight of the Lord. For Abraham Lincoln, a great nation restored. Yes, people. It's Sakib Chowdhury, a.k.a. Lyric Calligraphy, part of the Young Identity Group. And this is a poem about Gaza and Palestine. Propaganda is what we're fed as food for thought. The news channels corrupt our minds with their crude remarks. They want to tell us what they want us to hear. Withhold the truth till it's dire. Till it's too late and whole nations are submerged in fire. No news coverage. Our soft approach has made it harder. And now when it's too late you campaign for aid in Gaza? Two billion cent to help support the nation, rather. Two billion cent to be intercepted by Israelis and balaclavas. Times have changed now, we need to fight with proper force. They use cluster bombs, not a sword, invade with jets, not a horse. And of course we know our history. In the past we've been slow at stopping wars. But is our history so far back that we don't remember the Holocaust? I'm sure you do. It's a staple in schools nationwide. An attempt to make it right cause response last time was way too shy. Anne Frank caught our hearts, made us feel guilty, sad and passionate. I bet the next edition of a diary will be written in Arabic. Fighter jets block the sun, the ground below becomes darker. There's only one victor when the devil raises its archers. One side shall die no noble, one side shall claim martyrs, and the other shall burn like white phosphorus on children in Gaza. And the other shall burn like white phosphorus on children in Gaza. And the other shall burn like white phosphorus on children in Gaza. You're barely ready to step in the Sahara. 
You're barely ready for these blows to get harder You're barely ready for the floor to become lava You're barely ready for your deepest fears to become darker 14,000 buildings destroyed A marker to show where they been Bomb 50% of a nation where 50% are not even 18 When their lives flash before their eyes All they see is death, oppression and occupation I'm surprised the skies haven't turned red from all the bloody condensation Their excuse to start bombing was rockets fired from Hamas Hamas only fired rockets because Israel cut off their power, water and gas With corpses, limbs and rubble to the brim Gaza is filled to Left with a simple decision You either starve or we'll kill you Cause the cold hard truth of the matter is This war ain't based on race It ain't based on face It's based on hate and fighting those that take your state They will remain in place, stand firm and state their case And die for their people and freedom before they trade their faith Fighter jets block the sun, the ground below becomes darker There's only one victor when the devil raises its archers One side shall die noble, one side shall claim martyrs And the other shall burn like white phosphorus on children in Gaza and the other shall burn like white phosphorus on children in Gaza. And the other shall burn like white phosphorus on children in Gaza. A public service message to the races. Your whole philosophy and creed is based upon a lie that you've been telling me since the beginning of time. Swelling your mind with false hope like a dope on a rope that you be swinging, victim of a hanging, strange fruit that be dangling from trees. In places from where I'd flee, if only I knew what was best for me. This test be a slippery slope that I be climbing, while I'm sticking to my rhyming, and I'm gonna keep my timing, till the cracking is right. Then it's time to take flight, get the wind beneath my wings and fly out of sight. When I take flight, I'm out of sight, but not out of mind. One time's always trying to ground me. They want to keep me grounded, surrounded, pounded to the ground, unable to make a sound, profoundly retarded by the dope circulated throughout the community, deteriorating unity and spirituality, increasing fatalities with absence of formality, detached from reality, like the retina of a blind man. The suffering of a kind man's abnormalities. Psychological maladies from seeing racist faces on a prolonged basis places me in a certain type of captivity. Actively pursuing liberation through my militancy. Wishing I could be amongst more people like me. People with eyes open seeing me not first as a black man, but first as a human. Martin Luther's dream assuming right before my eyes became a freaking nightmare. Compare me to the races, but I don't compare. Singing the Star Spangled Banner didn't make you an American any more than singing about racism gonna make me a Farrakhan follower. Tomorrow I hope to see a better day. Tomorrow I hope to live a better way. As for the day, Racist persuasions at times bring invasions of my privacy and or my right to be me. Try to lie to me about my ancestry. Friends don't let friends live inside of fantasies. It's plain to see that you and I are both American. 
So why am I labeled African-American? I never hear you call yourself Euro-American. Don't ever let me hear you say that I don't care again. Peace out. First time flyers, 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 Start, start, two, one, booster ignition, and liftoff of the Space Shuttle Discovery, returning to the space station, paving the way for future missions beyond. Outer space, outer space. Exploration is just part of um, our destiny. It's, it's what we feel inside of us that we have to go and find out uh, what more there is. Outer space, outer space, outer space, outer space. STS-121, first time flyers, time flyers, Discovery already, three and a half miles in altitude, one and a half miles downrange, traveling almost 750 miles an hour. Everything looking good on the bird. 7 seconds into the flight, engines beginning to rev up. Standing by for the throttle of call from Capcom Steve Frey. Space exploration is something that we must do. STS-121. The amount of invention you get from having a space program is well worth the risk that an individual like myself has to take by flying in a vehicle. This is Mission Control Houston with a live view from the Space Shuttle Discovery and International Space Station Complex as the two orbit 220 statute miles above Australia. City lights on the eastern coast of Australia visible as the Space Station and Space Shuttle are passing over the side of the Earth in uh, nighttime now. Be afraid of in the dark there. Oh. 
they know? How they destroy? On my way home, I met a bird in a tree. I looked up at him, he looked down on me. He asked me exactly what I wanted to be, then laughed when I told him that I wanted to be free. My head started spinning, my heart beated faster. I felt alone, afraid, and unnerved by his laughter. Silence overcame all my feelings of anger. Full moon was a cartoon like my world became manga. He said, close your eyes and let me pick apart your brain. Your feelings of inertia are a self-fulfilling chain. Search deep within yourself and the truth will seem clear. The obstacles to freedom equal parts, greed and fear. If greed is motivation, fear will keep you trapped. Vicious circle spins eternity, you must be ready to react. Break down the boundaries, what's more precious than time? Detach yourself from your pain or stay a prisoner in your mind? True freedom transcends materials and wealth And you'll never be free until you're free within yourself As mortals we stand alone, break that bond Open my mouth to thank him, but the bird was gone Was the wise man wrong To say I belong In the eye of the storm She heard her wrath from above Remembering when She was in love Behold as she falls The soothing sound of the storm Moves me back to where I belong She fell from the wing of a dove Flirted with chance Gave it a shove Her heart, it shone 
so bright Remembering then The wise man was right Behold, as she falls The soothing sound of the storm Moves me back to where I belong Thank you for listening to this show. Whether you listen through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Plus, Player FM, or any other way, I just want to say thank you. Oh, yeah. Cataclysmic deceptions about Iran. There are few choices more terrifying than the one Mr. Bush has left us with tonight. We have either a president who is too dishonest to restrain himself from invoking World War III about Iran at least six weeks after he had to have known that the analogy would be fantastic, irresponsible hyperbole, or we have a president too transcendently stupid not to have asked at what now appears to have been a series of opportunities to do so, whether the fairy tales he either created or was fed were still even remotely plausible. A pathological presidential liar or an idiot in chief. It is the nightmare scenario of political science fiction, a critical juncture in our history, and contained in either answer, a president manifestly unfit to serve, and behind him in the vice presidency, an unapologetic warmonger who has long been seeing a world visible only to himself. After Ms. Perino's announcement at the White House last night that the timeline is inescapable and clear now. In August, this president was told by his hand-picked major domo of intelligence, Mike McConnell, a flinty, high-strung-looking, worrying warrior who will always see more clouds than silver linings, that what everybody thought about Iran might, in essence, be crap. 
Yet on October 17th, the president said of Iran and its president, Ahmadinejad, I've told people that if you're interested in avoiding World War III, it seems like you ought to be interested in preventing them from have the knowledge to make a nuclear weapon. And as he said that, Mr. Bush knew that at bare minimum, there was a strong chance that his rhetoric was nothing more than words with which to scare the Iranians. Or was it, sir, to scare the Americans? Does Iran not really fit in the equation here? Have you just scribbled it into the fill-in-the-blank on the same template you used to scare us about Iraq? In August, any commander-in-chief still able-minded or uncorrupted or both, sir, would have invoked the quality the job most requires. Mental flexibility. A bright man or an honest man would have realized no later than the McConnell briefing that the only true danger about Iran was the damage that could be done by an unhinged, irrational, chicken little of a president shooting his mouth off, backed up only by his own hysteria and his own delusions of omniscience. Not Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, Mr. Bush. The chicken little of presidents is the one, sir, that you see in the mirror. And the mind reels at the thought of a vice president fully briefed on the revised intel as long as two weeks ago, briefed on the fact that Iran abandoned its pursuit of this imminent threat four years ago. A vice president who never meant bothered to mention it to his boss. It is nearly forgotten today, but throughout much of Ronald Reagan's presidency, it was widely believed that he was little more than a front man for some never-viewed, behind-the-scenes string puller. Today, as evidenced by this latest remarkable historical malfeasance, it is inescapable that Dick Cheney is either this president's evil ventriloquist, or he thinks he is. What servant of any of the 42 previous presidents could possibly withhold information of this urgency and this gravity and wind up back at his desk the next morning instead of winding up before a congressional investigation or a criminal one? Mr. Bush, if you can still hear us, if you did not previously agree to this scenario in which Dick Cheney is the actual detective and you're the Remington Steele, you must disenthrall yourself. Mr. Cheney has usurped your constitutional powers, cut you out of the information loop, and led you down the path to an unprecedented presidency in which the facts have become optional, the intel is valued less than the hunch, and the assistant runs the store. The problem is, sir, your assistance is robbing you and your country blind. Not merely in monetary terms, Mr. Bush, but more importantly, robbing you of the traditions and righteousness for which we have stood at great risk for centuries. Honesty, law, moral force. Mr. Cheney has helped, sir, to make your administration into the kind our ancestors saw in the 1860s and 1870s and 1880s, the ones that abandoned reconstruction and sent this country marching backwards into the pit of American apartheid. Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland. Presidents who will be remembered only in a blur of failure, Mr. Bush. Presidents who will be remembered as functions only of those who opposed them, the opponents who history proved right. Grant. Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Bush. We will control the vertical. We will control the vertical.
T-minus one minute and counting. have a go for auto sequence start. Discovery's onboard computers have primary control of all the vehicle's critical functions. 15. 12. 10. Go for main start. 6. 5. 4. 3. 2. 1. And booster ignition liftoff of Space Shuttle Discovery, taking the space station to full power for full science. Discovery's roll maneuver is complete and is now in a heads-down position on track for its flight to the International Space Station. Discovery flying 365 miles per hour, one and a half, one and a half miles in altitude, seven miles downrange from the Kennedy Space Center. Discovery's engines are throttling down as the orbiter passes through the area of maximum pressure on the vehicle. Discovery, go at throttle up. Discovery, go at throttle up. Three main engines on board are throttling back up. Now one minute, 12 seconds into the flight, Discovery flying at 1,800 miles per hour, 10 miles in altitude, and 11 and a half miles downrange from the Kennedy Space Center. From a flight controller perspective, we are always vigilant wherever our crew members are to make sure that they are in a safe configuration. All systems continue to function well. Three good main engines three good power generating fuel cells, and three good auxiliary power units for the hydraulic system. We'll now stand by for burnout and separation of the solid rocket boosters. Combined, the twin boosters provide 5.3 million pounds of thrust to propel the orbiter towards space. Discovery, two-engine TAL. Two-engine TAL. Discovery can reach a transoceanic abort landing in the event of a single engine failure. However, all three main engines are still operating well. Hey, good morning. I'm uh, Tony Antonelli. I'll serve uh, as the pilot for STS-119. Uh, the other missions are uh, space shuttle, robotic arm, and uh, suit up for the uh, spacewalkers. Good morning, Joe Acaba. I'll be serving as a mission specialist one. I'll be on the flight deck for ascent and entry. I'll be working the shuttle robotic arm with Tony. I'm also part of the EVA team, and I'll be conducting two spacewalks. Hello, I'm Steve Swanson, MS2, flight engineer for ASIN entry. I'm also the lead spacewalker, and I'm doing three of the spacewalks, and be the IV for another one. Hi, good morning. I'm Ricky Arnold, uh, MS3. I'm part of the EVA team. 
and uh, we'll be going out the door three times and uh, IV in the other one. Good morning, I'm John Phillips, MS4. I'm the uh, space station robot arm operator, loadmaster, and uh, one of the computer specialists on board. Good morning, uh, my name is Coach Wakata, I'm an MS-5, and I'll be joining Expedition 18 as a flight engineer once we go to the space station. I'll be working with John on the Canadarm2, the station big arm, and also working on the space shuttle's robotic arm with, uh, with the Tony and Joe. Thank you. Discovery, negative return. Discovery copies, negative return. Discovery is now flying too high and too fast to return to the Kennedy Space Center and the Space Shuttle Landing Facility in the event of an engine failure. Discovery, press to ATO. Discovery, press to ATO. Discovery, single engine ops three. Single engine ops three. Discovery flying at 9,000 miles per hour. Discovery, press to Miko. Press to Miko. Discovery, now that I'm shut down, go for the up. No go for the pitch. Discovery, single engine press 104, good readback. Single engine press 104. Ladies and gentlemen, this is St. Clinton here. I just wanted to drop in real quick to give a shout out to some of the listeners on the show. There's Poet Soul 30, Raising Vibrations, Stutter C, Creative Culture SW, Miss Taylor Ray, Noble Series, Star Fox 55. Kuwaiti British, Leslie Wood, Beatrice, Lauren 2000, Monica Renata, Ryder Die, Ember Gleams Music, Music Means Life, Milk No Sugar, Ishani Jasmine, Awesome Music, Prince Raymond, Deville Stone, Patron Saints of Pop Culture, Jay White, D Angelic Poetess, and there's so so many more. If you'd like to shout, have me shout you out, just leave a tweet to Sand Dune Radio. Oh yeah, now back to the show. To wear your life jacket. This message brought to you by the National Safe Boating Council and the women who nag you. <clears throat> uh, love you. All right, soldier, our bogey is in range. Commence search and destroy. Search and rescue. I meant search and rescue. Come on. I am the state. State is all. Night comes too soon on the battlefield. For some men, it comes permanently. Their eyes never open to the light of day. Operation Fallujah. Only us and them, the enemy. They know who they are, they know what. Operation Fallujah. 
Sunni militiamen burned the new Iraqi flag in a demonstration of their contempt for the American-led coalition. Get up on little 21-inch screen and howl about America and democracy. Fighting in Fallujah is spreading. The darkest of all pits, the soul of man, come the darkest questions.
Plexiglass, a malevolent shroud with surrounds Every man, woman, and child They don't discriminate, your race, color, creed is allowed It's all about supply and demand Production and consumption where it all began A smile, a head nod, and shake of the hand Set in motion with momentum and ingenious plan America to Africa, through to Iran From the outback to China, the east to Japan Hoarding all the resources, pimping the land To live like the rock star with the mind of a fan Yes, we can we need to evolve, it's not Obama's fault, he's just self-involved Running out of time to get these problems resolved For the people, by the people's phrases are flawed Etched it in stone, they doused it in law Delegated down, then they rubbed it in raw Forced into the formula, captured in the capsule Locked inside the street like a...